Hi, I'm Dr. Emmanuel Aiko. The early signs of a heart attack can vary. The most common include squeezing across the chest, a feeling of unease, and a sense that something just isn't right. It can be easy to dismiss the early signs of a heart attack as the symptoms don't always feel severe. It's never too early to call 999 and describe your symptoms. Your NHS is here for you. Well, look at this! Here's the guy here just in the nick of time. What does that make us? Big damn heroes, sir. Ain't we just? Blackbeard, Captain Kidd, the gentleman pirate. Well, the first two are like very, very talented pirates. But the last one is the scariest of them all. Instead of killing with weapons, he kills with kindness. Oh, right, so you're the g gentleman pirate then. Well sussed. People only care because I'm representing Emil Bonsky. I think they care because they're like, hey, that girl's green. Hello and welcome to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM, the film and TV radio show where a handful of film enthusiasts shoot the breeze about all things film and television. I'm Marcus E. Ako. Merry New Year, everybody. I am producer Dave and happy new year to everybody there. And uh, yeah, I hope it was a very good New Year's Eve for party for everyone who decided to go out. Producer Dave, how was your New Year's Eve? Uh, quiet. Uh, yeah. I just watched the fireworks. I, I, I don't like that. I don't like the fact that I'm, it's like I am now reaching that stage in life where, uh, you know, New Year's Eve is a case of just sitting in the living room with friends having a, a little okay I say I don't like it I did enjoy it because that's kind of what we had and we just watched the ball drop on tv and it's like hey Merry Christmas Merry New Year and, uh, and like five minutes later it's back to okay so what time we're we gonna put the kids to bed and then go to sleep and whatnot and I, I'm uh, <laughs> it's like uh, there's a part of me that's like I miss when I was in my 20s and you were at a party and it's like New Year's Eve went into New Year's Day and y'all were drinking and having fun and dancing to music and everything was all right. And the party carried on to like 6 a.m. and you pass out and that wipes out all of the 1st of January and whatnot. Um, it's it's kind of weird that I can wake up on January the 1st and be as productive as if it was the 15th of July. I, I don't know. It's I don't know. There's a bit of me that itches that something's wrong there. Um, am I am I crazy or is that normal? No, that's normal. After a little while, you sort of like um, you're over the the clubbing and what have you. You just move on with life, don't you? You just get on. I guess. Okay, fair enough. I, I think it, I, I think COVID as well made a major dent in that because who wants to be standing around in crowds? 
when uh, you know the, somebody could sneeze and that it, so it looks like a dirty bomb has gone off. So <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, I, I I'm I'm not that much. I'm not missing partying that much that I'd like to spend the rest of my Christmas having you know some sort of disease or illness or whatever. So you know, I caught COVID once and I've been keeping myself safe. Uh, I don't want to repeat that. And there's monkeypox is going around and whatnot, but you know, whatever, whatever's, whatever's. But that was my New Year's Eve and your unique New Year's Eve. It was chilled, relaxed, happy to dive into 2023 uh, with all the new stuff that is coming up. Um, just before we dive into what we're going to be talking about today, producer Dave, did you watch any TV shows, any movies uh, over the Christmas and New Year's break that you want to share with everyone else? Um, I, I did actually. I, I finished watching. She-Hulk, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and whereas the first few episodes were a hard slog, they got progressively easier, and then uh, I watched the documentary as well, which kind of clued me into a couple of things that had been on my mind as well about it, and uh, yeah, there were some things in there that explained a few of your, your comments. Okay, so and I come to a realization that you know some of your comments weren't justified. So maybe we'll discuss it another time. So, oh, yeah, sure. It, here's what we'll do. I'm glad that you've now watched it. Um, I'm not going to put myself through it again. Just to remember, there are a lot of things that have been seared into my brain, and so I'll remember them and whatnot. But we'll go through it. Uh, and what I'm, what I feel I can share is that over the last few weeks of ranting about it. I don't have that that bile boiling in me anymore to rant about it, but I still want to talk about it. So I think we're going to have a very nice civil conversation about your thoughts on She-Hulk. We can do that in a couple of episodes time, and we'll just dedicate that episode to She-Hulk and Marvel, and we'll see if we can bring someone in to share their thoughts. If I can find someone, and if any of you are out there that you feel very strongly that She-Hulk was a great show and that we're doing it dirty we would love to speak to you i'd love to have a conversation with somebody uh you know with you as a moderator or as a participant in the conversation message us on twitter at stb underscore resonance fm or on instagram shoot the breeze show and let us know just say yes i'd like to defend she hulk on your show and we'll be happy to bring you on no problem uh, so TV shows that I watched, um, I started watching on Netflix, Alice in Borderland. I don't know if you've ever heard about that. It's well, not a, the Netflix show. I know about Alice in Wonderland, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's, it, it, so far, I can't find anything connecting Alice in Wonderland with it. Um, there's not even a character called Alice in it. But it's kind of like a Hunger Games. This is not a spoiler. It's like a Hunger Games um, Battle Royale style TV show. Um, I, so the person who recommended it to me said it is a cross between Squid Games and Battle Royale, um, and it's it, you follow you start off with these three characters, one character in particular who he's he's a layabout and he's hanging out with his friends. They are playing games in the middle of China, in the middle of Tokyo, and um, they is Tokyo, yeah, Tokyo, Tokyo, China, Japan, Tokyo is Japan, right? yeah, no. Mm -hmm. I'm aware, my brain is fogged at the moment, but in, they're in Tokyo and they run into this stall and they, you know, they're running from the police because of some prank they played. And when they step out of the stall, everyone's disappeared. So it's like 
it is, you know, everyone's disappeared. There are no cars, nobody whatsoever. And there's a giant sign that says proceed to game arena. And they go to this building and it's a game that they're thrown into that's life or death. And from there, they start to see other people who've had the same kind of situation and they play different type of games and the games are deadly and so on and so forth. And it builds and builds and builds. And every time they win a game, they get what's called a three-day visa or a visa that means that if they don't, and it's it's so bad if you just turn around and say, or you try to run away from uh, the game itself, a laser from the sky just shoots you straight in the head and you're dead. So that's how that's how, how it is. It, I enjoyed it and I'm enjoying it. I'm going through it. I'm still on season one. I think there are two seasons on Netflix. I'm about seven episodes in. Uh, I was starting to drift. I was watching it and I was like, okay, this is, I'm I'm there. I'm already, I understand where you're going. This is not really doing much for me. And then something happens in the show and I'm like, okay, good. You've stepped it up now. So let's move in. So I'm, I'm, I'm keeping, I'm still with it. My plan is to finish the first season and see if I can judge if I want to carry on or not. Um, something else that I, I watched, I just, I was scanning for things to watch and I watched a number of shows uh, that are brand new shows, just checked out. And we talked about the flat share last last time we were in. Great show. It's on Paramount Plus. Um, but I've decided to go back and revisit some things that I really used to enjoy, like The Wire. And I binged three seasons of three of the five seasons of The Wire. That show is never going to get old. It is just too brilliant. There's a reason it's my number two favorite TV show of all time, um, only beaten by Firefly, which there are numerous reasons as to why I still have Firefly as my number one. But Firefly is always going to be my number one. The Wire solidified itself as always being number two. They're from number three onwards, they kind of shuffle and whatnot. But yeah, I watched three seasons of The Wire. I was going to com- continue because my actual personal favorite season is season four. It kind of season three and season four tied for favorite seasons of The Wire. Um, so I, at some point I was going to jump back into it, but then I started watching some other shows just to come back into it. Um, well, just to jump but, in there, yeah, just to jump it. in there because you uh, mentioned, sorry, mentioned Firefly. I actually managed to finish watching the whole of Firefly. I'd only seen one or two episodes and then I couldn't find it anywhere, but now it's on Disney. And what do you think? I, I watched the entire thing and then followed up with, um, Serenity. Serenity. What do you think? For me, I, I liked the shows. I, I really, really did get into the shows. Serenity was a bit of a disappointment, to be quite honest, because... Shut your mouth! <laughs> yeah, Serenity was a bit of a disappointment because there was a big gap between the end of Firefly and then the beginning of Serenity. When I thought that all the characters were going to come back in Serenity. And what you found was the one of the interesting characters who you didn't know very much about, i.e. the shepherd, shepherd book, had yeah. gone and was somewhere else and was, um, well, he, he died. But he, but he does come back. He does come back. In but, his- but for a very, very short period, and you still don't know that much about him. I mean, there was an episode in firefly where he is severely injured and they take him to the uh, alliance ship yes. and initially they turn around and say no we're not going to treat him he says look at my id 
they're plugging his idea and say, yep, get me to infirmary straight away. And you don't know the reason why. But you don't know the, the, That's the beauty of it. Okay, so see, here's the thing. Now I now I want to scrap everything else and let's talk. <laughs> like, but we're, we're not- No, 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 that's, that. that's for another time. That's for another that's time. That's for another time. That's for another time. Yeah. But you I know, I, I'm not saying that it was bad. I'm not saying it was bad. It's just that, you know, that bit annoyed, uh, annoyed me because the explanation wasn't there, but I can understand the reason why, because it was supposed to go for, I think he planned it for five or six seasons. Yes. And he then had to compress everything into one okay. film and he couldn't do so it. Here's, here's what I'm going to say, because we're not going to discuss it today, because if we start talking about it now, I'm going to go all in and that will be the end of the episode because that's all we're talking about. Um, but uh, just as a little hint towards the next bit that we'll talk about, there is, and this is my this is my own theory, and I'm sure other people agree with it or disagree with it, but what you are looking for in, with regards to the answer, the you know, the question of who is Shepherd Book, I believe the question is actually answered in Serenity. But we'll talk about that later on. Let's come back to another show and we'll, another episode, and we'll talk about we'll dedicate. Oh, this is beautiful, beautiful. Here's what we're going to do. The next two episodes that we're going to do, we're going to do one episode on something great, which is Firefly and Serenity. And the very next episode, we're going to do something, an episode on something trash, which is She-Hulk. And that's basically what we're going to do. So our back-to-back -back episodes, the next couple of weeks will be that. Do you, do you agree, Producer Dave? Well, I don't agree. Um, She-Hulk was trash. <laughs> I don't agree to see how it was trash. So, you know, we're going to have a discussion about that. It wasn't that's, entirely trash. Like I said, I have my own ideas be, on that one and, and you think it's trash. So, you know, you know. That's going to be, it's going to be a good episode because right now you just haven't said that has just started to fire up some bile in my stomach. And it's coming oh, up. Okay, uh, yeah, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want you to turn bilious on us. Let's move on. <laughs> You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Akko. And I'm producer Dave. And we are back with Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM in 2023. Uh, we're going to be jumping. We're going to talk about uh, movies and TV shows that are coming out in 2023. We've got a list from, uh, what's the website? It is uh, movieinsider.com. That's the one, movieinsider.com, that are giving us a long list of films and TV shows that are going to be released in 2023. We're not going to go through the entire year. We'll go from January to May, and then we'll talk about what films are coming out, film TV shows. We'll scan through them. We'll do all of them, but we'll just talk about some of the ones that are really interesting uh, to us anyway. Um, and uh, we, within that conversation, we're going to scatter in some other things that other TV shows that I watched in 2023 that I want to talk about. Um, Our flag means death is one thing I want to talk about as well. We can jump into it uh, later on. But before we do any of that stuff, let's jump into film and TV news. <laughs> For film and TV news, one of the bigger, one, one of the, the big uh, award uh, shows has just gone. It's only, we're only a few days into 2023 and the Golden Globes has already happened. Now, 
Golden Globes used to be a big thing, right? It used to be massive. It used to be a case where it was like a, a, a build-up to the Oscars, right? It was that. It was BAFTA. BAFTA so much. If I were to, and this is, in my opinion, the way the world, the entertainment world, looked at it was you got BAFTA, then you got Golden Globes, then you got Oscars, right? So that's kind of good. And BAFTA was only really important because it's in the UK, the British industry, and so if you didn't get a BAFTA, people are like, eh, it's okay. But if you got a BAFTA and you're English or British, it's like, yay, we're one step closer to the Oscars. And then the Golden Globes was like, okay, a precursor to the Oscars. It's like, you'd say, all right, if you want a Golden Globe, you're most likely going to get an Oscar. And then over the last few years, Golden Globes lost its shine because of oh, the whole bunch of stuff um, ranging from the, the fact that the Hollywood uh, foreign press jury were you know rumored to be easily bribed and one of the reasons why they tend to do what they do is because they or nominate who they nominate is because they want to sort of hang out with certain celebrities and so on ricky gervais went on the golden globes he was invited as the host a couple of times and he ripped them to shreds and then fairly recently um having some more issues about the fact that they in the jury pool there were very few uh, ethnic minorities in there. So it was like, it's just a white fest, a white male fest. So that's why they kind of have lost their sheen. But that's why it, 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 all that just to say that the 80th Golden Globe, which happened uh, this Tuesday, it happened, very quiet affair. So not many people knew about it. In fact, I didn't even know it was happening uh, until you mentioned it pretty today. So, um, but we've gone through and had a look at the list. now. Uh, Producer Dave, have you seen the list of who won at, uh, at this year's Golden Globe? Yes, I have. There were some that I think, yeah, okay. And there were some movies that I haven't seen yet, but I've planned to see. So, uh, yes. And one that okay. I started watching and I have to finish. Uh, you, you, so some you started watching and have to finish. So let's let's scan through uh, some of them. We're not going to list every single film in every single category but, uh, or TV show, but we'll talk about the winners particularly. So we'll start with film. Best motion picture drama. Uh, the winner was The Fablemans. Um, did you hear, have you heard about this film at all? I had heard about this film because this was um, the semi-autobiographical one done by, uh, directed by Steven Spielberg. So yes, um, I had heard about that one. That was one that was on my list to have a look at. Yeah, so it picked the, uh, go, uh, the Golden Globe for best motion picture drama. Uh, then we, we move into the best motion picture music musical or comedy. The winner was the Banshees of Inishirin. Inishirin, yes. Inishirin, which is is currently playing on Disney Plus, and I I want to watch this film. I've been talking about it for a while, and it is there. It is it is something I am going to watch it. Um, but there, I stacked a whole bunch of things in front of it. So I talked about I talked earlier about me watching Alice in Borderland. Uh, and then I moved on to watching The Wire. And then I started watching some newer stuff like Our Flag me me Means Death, which I'll talk about later on. And even on Disney Plus, I was going to go watch that. But then I saw that Atlanta season four had dropped, which was the final season of Atlanta. So I had to watch that. And I've just finished that one. So it's, it's like, it's it's there. I'm going to watch it. I will get to watch it. But yeah, so have you seen it? Uh, the Banshee? No, I haven't. But that's another one that's on my list to watch as well. Yeah, okay. Uh, then best motion picture non-English language. Uh, the winner was Argentina, nineteen eighty-five. Um, I've never heard of this. Um, 
So um, have you heard of this film before? Uh, no, I haven't actually. No. Okay. Uh, well, it's it won the best motion picture non-English language. Um, animated uh, best motion picture was Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, which I, I think that's on Netflix. Is is that on Netflix? Yeah, that's a Netflix film. I started watching that. Um, it's quite um, it's quite uh, a different story. To I think it's more to the original film, uh, the original story than the Disney one which is cute and lovely. Uh, this one was not. This one no, is not. It's Guillermo uh, del Toro. He does, yes, he does yes. not shy away from, from getting real dark and grim with his stuff. I mean, look at um, Pan's Labyrinth, right? It's oof, okay. Um, okay, now let's move on to best director and we'll rattle through some of these. Uh, so for motion picture, Steven Spielberg won it for The Fableman, uh, The Fablemans. For best screenplay, Martin McDonough won it for Banshees of Inishirin, which is, I expect, I, that's the thing. Whenever he comes out with a movie, his scripts are so on point. In Bruges was brilliant. And then, um, is it three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri? That I also thought was fantastic. I know there's a lot of people talking about a whole bunch of stuff. I don't care about what they're saying. I love that movie. It's a great movie. I think his writing is just impeccable. Um, so that's one of the reasons why I'm drawn to Banshees of Inisherin. Um, best performance by an actor in a motion picture drama. Austin Butler won it for Elvis. Have you seen Elvis yet? No, I haven't. No. I think it's on Sky at the moment. Um, either Sky or it's not on Disney, but I think it's available now to, to watch. Um, but I haven't seen it either. But I hear he gives a blistering performance in it. So it's no surprise that he's won this. Um, then best performance by an actress in the motion picture, Kate Blanchett for Tar. Again, another movie I didn't really even know about until I saw the advert for it yesterday. Uh, best performance by an actor in a musical comedy, Colin Farrell picks it for The Banshees of Inisherin. Uh, he beat he beat Daniel Craig for Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery. Have you seen Glass Onion yet? No, I haven't. That's, that's another one that's on the list. I enjoyed that one. I saw that recently. I I, I enjoyed it. I don't, I don't think I enjoyed it as much as Knives Out. I really loved Knives Out. Um, Glass Onion, Glass Onion is good. I, I enjoyed it, but I enjoyed it for the fact that it's like all these famous people crowded around and they're just having a ball. That's pretty much why I enjoyed it. Anyway, rattle through a few more um, because I want to get to one in particular. Best performance by an actress in a musical comedy, Michelle Yeoh for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Best performance in an actor supporting role, Kei Kwan for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Best supporting actress, Angela Bassett in Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Have you seen it yet? Not yet, no. Okay, that, that's what I wanted to get to. I want to try and get to it, find out if you've, if you've seen it. I'm not going to be surprised if Angela Bassett gets nominated for the Oscar as well uh, for Best Supporting Actress, because that has been said. I have seen it. I agree. I agree because she she gives she gives a tour de force performance, especially in a couple of scenes in the movie. Those two, uh, two scenes I can pick out immediately that you look at it and it's like if any actress would put those two scenes, if they'd done them on their showreel, and that's it. They do, don't need to put anything else. They just put those two scenes and just ship it out and they're getting jobs aplenty. 
She did an amazing job with that. So she won the Golden Globe. Um, let's skip to jump into television. Uh, best television series, musical or comedy, Abbott Elementary. Have you seen Abbott Elementary? No, not if I haven't. So um... that, yeah, that cleaned up at the Emmys last year. Um, I it's it's on. I believe it's on Paramount Plus, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I do want to see it. It's kind of like The Office and Parks and Rec. And I'm talking American, you know, the American version of The Office and Parks and Rec set in, a, in, a, in an elementary school. So it is mockumentary, it's a documentary, or mockumentary rather. So it's a documentary crew following the staff in this elementary school, interviewing different people at different points and so on and so forth. So that's the style. So think, um, you know, Office, Parks and Rec, Modern Family, that kind of stuff. Apparently it's been racking up loads of awards. People are saying it's very, very good. I haven't seen it yet. I do want to see it when I get the chance. Best television series drama, House of Dra House of the Dragon. You seen that one yet? I was actually hoping Severance would win that because I've been started to watch that. Uh, how far into Severance are you? I'm still on the first season. Well, have, have you finished the season? No, no. I, I take my There's time when I'm watching season. these. There's only one season of Severance. I thought it was two. I don't, I'm not sure. I need to double check. Um, I know there's, I know Slow slow Horses, there are two seasons of Slow Horses with the third season already been shot and it's about to drop, which I finished Slow Horses as well. Told you I've racked up a whole bunch of stuff over the over the, the Christmas break. Um, uh, Severance, I, I'm about five episodes in um, and I will get back to it to try and finish it off. I just keep getting distracted by other stuff. Anyway, so that sounds good. Uh, you thought Severus was going to win it. I thought Ozark was going to take it, uh, or Better Call Saul, because those two shows have now ended. But hey, House of Dragon was phenomenal as well, so that's good. Best actor or best performance by an actor in a television series, drama. Kevin Costner picked it for Yellowstone. That show has five seasons. I still haven't watched a single episode. <laughs> Even though we had what's his name on, <laughs> I, know, I know I was gonna say that. Um, I, I I will watch it at some point. It's on my list. <laughs> that's funny. that's our catchphrase. It's on. It's on, it's on my list. Best performance by an actress in TV series, musical, comedy. Quinta Bronson won it for Abbott Elementary. She picked the Emmy as well. Uh, best performance by an actor in musical comedy. Uh, Jeremy Allen White for The Bear. Uh, best uh, performance by supporting actor in TV series, Tyler James Williams for Abbott Elementary. Uh, best supporting actress in TV series, Julia Garner for The Ozark. I thought she killed it. She was amazing in that. Uh, then we have uh, limited li uh, uh, TV limited series, White Lotus. I've seen season one of White Lotus. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I haven't seen season two yet. Have you seen White Lotus at all? Not at all. I thought it was a limited series or TV movie. So which which is it? It is it's lim limited. That's what it says. Limited uh, limited TV series or motion picture made for television. Yeah. So so things like Pammy and Tommy Lee or uh, Pammy and Tommy are on there. The Dropouts on there. Dharma Monster Jeffrey Dharma Story and Blackbird. They're all TV series. So um, the White Lotus beat all of them. Uh, yeah, limited series, but they have two seasons. So, okay. Um, uh, best actor in a limited TV series, 
Evan Peters, one of the Dharma Monster, that's on Netflix. I'm three episodes into it. I think he gives a very good performance on that. He's very haunting. Uh, best performance by an actress, Amanda Seyfried in The Dropout. Best actress in a supporting role, uh, Jennifer Coolidge for White Lotus. And then finally, uh, best performance by an actor in a supporting role, Paul Walter Hauser in Blackbird. Okay, so some of those are stuff that I've seen, some are stuff that I want to see. Were there any major shocks for you in the Golden Globes? Uh, well, considering I hadn't seen most of those uh, series, <laughs> uh, not really, no. Yeah, having a scan through and looking at the other stuff, I same here. They all, I, if I had placed bets, if I'd known to place bets, I would have probably racked up a, not a good number of wins on that because a lot of them I definitely agree with. Um, but yeah, it's it's all good. You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Ako. And I'm producer Dave. And we are about to jump into Spotlight. You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Ako. And I'm producer Dave. Uh, so just before we jump into the spotlight segment, which is talking about uh, movies coming out in 2023, movies and TV shows coming out in 2023, I want to talk a little bit about a, a show that I've been waiting for for a while called Our Flag Means Death. Producer Dave, have you heard of this show? No, I haven't, actually. Okay, so here is the pedigree for the show. Or rather, let me, let me read the synopsis for you. It says... The year is 1717. Wealthy landowner Steed Bonnet has a midlife crisis and decides to blow up his cushy life to become a pirate. It doesn't go well, based on a true story. So this is uh, a, a show starring Reese Darby. If you're a fan of Flight of the Concords, you know who Reese Darby is. Uh, it's also got Taika Waititi in it. The, the cast list is just with, with with character with character comedians. So you have people like Joel Fry, that some of you might recognize from things like um, uh, Plebs and some other shows. Samson Ko, you recognize him from uh, the from Time Wasters, as well as a whole bunch of other things that he's been doing. Uh, and you get other people like Ewan Brenner. You have um, loads of people just pop up left, right, you know, in 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 the show. Um, it's, and it's a comedy. It's a comedy about pirates, right? So I have been looking forward to this show for a, quite a while because I love everything Rich Darby does. I love Taika Waititi. My only blip with Taika Waititi is Love and Thunder was a little bit too... Uh, the phrase self-indulgent comes into comes to mind. And I, I'm saying it's self-indulgent because I think it's the fact that it, 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 they just they gave him loads of money and they just said, hey, you know, we don't, we're not going to put any more, any effort into it. We're just going to do random stuff and improvise as we go along. Thor Ragnarok is one of my favorite Marvel films of all time. Um, and that's Taika Waititi. Love and Thunder kind of dropped the ball. But that's, for me, my blip with Taika Waititi. Oh, that and his kind of portrayal in Free Guy. I still didn't like his portrayal in Free Guy. But other than that, Two blips on a massive career is, you know, whatever. Anyway, so waiting for this TV show to show up. You can get it on BBC 
Uh, it's a BC catch up. You can watch the 10 episodes that are on there. I enjoyed it. I, now, me, me humming and hawing before I go saying it's fantastic. Uh, you should tell you that the expectation I had kept it at a high bar. And then what I saw didn't really meet that bar. Not saying it wasn't good. In fact, there's a Guardian um, a review. They gave it three stars. And they they basically said what I was thinking. They just said uh, the Guardian review went something along the lines of it was almost a waste of some of, of, uh, some of the best comedic talents in the world, which is kind of true. It's like, you see people like Reese Darby, Colin Fry, uh, Colin Fry, um, uh, Joe Fry, Taika Waititi, Samson Ko. These people are funny. You put them in shows, you give them good material, and they will riff and they will be fantastic. But they just weren't used as much, and it's just. But I guess that's because you have a whole bunch of characters that you need to try and explore in twenty-five minutes, and it's not necessarily that great. But I really enjoyed it. I looked at the IMDb score. It's got 7.8 out of 10, which I feel is quite correct. It's quite accurate. I definitely recommend you go and check it out. It's on BBC Catch Up. You can fit, you can check it out. Tell me what you think. So, Producer Dave, if you have the time, go check it out. Let me know what you think. Yeah, that's going to um, have to wait for a while because there's a load of films to... Uh, no, I get it. I, I get it. I get it. And because it's brand new, I don't think it's going to be going anywhere for quite a while. So you'll have uh, you'll have plenty of time to to get to it. They've just com- uh, finished. They've just wrapped season two, which should be coming out later on in the year. So I, I, when I, when season one finished, I was like, I hope there's a season two. I checked, and yes, they've just wrapped on season two. So I'm looking forward to that. I enjoyed it. Um, Flight to the Concords. I watched that show on loop. I know the songs. I know the jokes, but I'd still go back and I'd watch all of them again. Would I go back and watch Our Flag Means uh, Means Death? No, I would. I, I I I've watched the first season, unless it comes back. No, not unless it comes back. Maybe in a few months' time, I may want to come back to catch up and watch it again. But other than that, it was acceptable. That's yeah. And for me, that is. Not great praise, but that you know, seven out of eight. Sorry, seven point eight out of ten is is okay for me. I, I three and a half stars is what I would give it. Our flag means death. Go check it out. Let me know if you agree or disagree. You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance One Hundred Four Point Four FM. I'm Marcus E. Ako, and I'm producer Dave, and we're going to talk about uh, MovieInsider.com's movies of 2023. So all the films, the TV shows that are coming out. From January all the way to May. We're going to stop at May for now. And then in June, June, July, we'll talk about the rest of the year. So we'll scan through because this website has a ton of listings on here. So I'm just going to quickly scroll through and just keep mentioning things as they pop up. And producer Dave, let me know if anything strikes you as something you might be interested in watching. Uh, For example, released on January the 10th, uh, the the, uh, hatchet-wielding hitchhiker which is on Netflix. I saw that pop up uh, on my Netflix. I might check it out depending on how I feel, but it's a documentary about a, I guess, a hitchhiker who uh, apparently went viral at some point and then uh, is now or was 
arrested for murder or went on a murder spree. Who knows? I haven't seen the documentary, never heard of the story before. I may watch it, but I doubt I will. I'll put it on that list that I say is on my list. Anyway, uh, from the, tw- uh, the 13th of January coming out, we have things like House Party. House Party, the, the re- remake or the reboot of House Party is coming out. That's something I might want to check out. A Man Called Otto. I remember that was, that's with Tom Hanks. That's coming out as well. Is that a remake? I'm sorry? Is that a reboot? It's not, what, A Man Called Otto? Yeah. It's based on, if I'm not mistaken, A Man Called Otto is actually based on a Dutch, um, a Dutch film, or I know a book. Um, let me just double check. Um, a man. No, you or, said um, that it had already been done with uh, Tom Hanks. So I'm just wondering if is this. No, no, no. no. So, no, this is the Tom Hanks version. So, this right. is the Tom Hanks version. Gotcha. So it was, yeah, so it's it's a it's a it's based on a novel uh, called A Man Called Uwe. So it's a uh, Swedish. I believe that sounds Swedish to me. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's coming out in 2023 as well. Uh, later on in January. Scrolling through, uh, you have um, what what else? See what else in January is coming out. There is. I'm just I'm just gonna scan through this and then jump into something that is that catches my my attention uh let's see women talking i've seen this one being advertised quite a bit it's got a lot of uh a lot of talented actresses that we've seen pop up like rooney mara uh it's uh, written and directed by sarah polly she i think was nominated in golden globes but i don't think she won anything it's got rooney mara in it claire foy jesse buckley francis mcdormand uh, loads of names just popping up. Sheila McCarthy, uh, Ben Wishaw, uh, a whole bunch of very, very like strong. The talent, the talent pool in this movie is is strong. Um, and it is, and it says, "Do nothing, stay and fight or leave." In 2010, the women of an isolated religious community grapple with reconciling a brutal reality with their faith. So that's what the movie is about. Um, that's coming out at the end of January. Okay, so um, looking at a whole bunch of these films as well are films I don't recognize. The names are popping up and then films I don't recognize at all. Um, so that's going to be interesting. Uh, let's jump to the end of January. Teen Wolf, the movie, is coming out. Were you were you ever a fan of the TV show Teen Wolf? I enjoyed the original film, but I never really got into the TV show. Okay, so in 2023, the TV show movie is coming out. Um, It's going to be coming out on Paramount+. Plus. Having a quick scan at the cast list, it's got people like Tyler Hoechlin, who is in in the TV series. Tyler Posey is in it in the TV series. He's coming in as well. Seth Gillingham, I think, was in the TV series. He's in the, in there as well. So a number of these people, a lot of the faces that you recognize, if you were TV, if you were a fan of the TV show, then you'll definitely go and you you'll be. This will be good for you if you were a fan of it. Um, so it, it, the the things it just it says terrifying evil has emerged. The wolves howl once again, but only a werewolf like Scott McHale can gather both new allies and reunite trusted friends to fight back against what could be the power, the most powerful and deadliest enemy. So uh, 
Fair enough. <laughs> that's, that's the movie that's coming out. Uh, Teen Wolf, the movie. I'm sure there are a lot of fans uh, of that TV show that are thinking, you're not doing it justice. It's going to be an amazing film. This is what we're going to go watch. So who knows? Is it something you think you might watch on Paramount Plus? Um, to be quite honest, no, not really. okay let's have a look so what else is coming out at the end of the month of january uh you people okay so you people is something that is coming out on netflix which is eddie murphy and uh it's got eddie murphy uh let me forget the thing here so you people this is eddie murphy jonah hill and nia long david uh, david and julie louis dreyfus this is a movie coming out on Netflix. It says it follows a couple and their families who find themselves examining modern love and family dynamics amidst clashing cultures, societal expectations, and generational differences. That summary does nothing for what I saw in the trailer. Uh, I'm not saying this is going to be a classic, uh, but it is basically, it's, it's Jonah Hill, uh, you know, white Jewish American, who falls in love with uh, with a Lauren London played by well, no sorry Amira played by Lauren Lauren London, uh, and her parents are Eddie Murphy and Nia Long, while Jonah Hill's parents are David Duchovny and Ju- Julia Louis Dreyfus, and so it's kind of like meet the parents, um, you know, uh, father of the bride type situation. Whereas these two they want to get married, and so the families need to get together, and those culture clashes occur. Is it a comedy? It's a comedy, of course. So in other words, it's going to be a bit like Meet the Fockers. Yeah, exactly. Um, So yes, so because Meet the Fockers is more about the parents as well. Um, uh, I said Meet the Parents, but that was more about him meeting uh, his his, uh, wife's parents. Uh, But yes, absolutely. So it's it's got that element to it. I, I think it's going to be all right. I think it's going to be one of those things where you'll probably have a lot of the jokes in the uh, in the in the trailer. And so the film itself won't be good, but who knows? Um, I'm going to give it a chance. Uh, I'll go watch it. I like Eddie Murphy. Everything Eddie Murphy does, I'm happy to, to go watch. What do you think? Well, he was good in Dolomite. So, uh, yeah, I'll give that a chance. Yeah. I mean, Dolomite is my name. is a fantastic film. But then he, he, he followed that up with Coming to America, uh, part two. two. And that, we yeah. Uh, and uh, I mean, he he was fine in that, but who knows? Anyway, you're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Akko. And I'm producer Dave. And we are currently going through MovieInsider.com's movies of 2023. So movies that are coming out, we're going to go through the list and just pick a number of things that jump out at us between January and June. So January and May, end of May, whatnot. So here are some of the ones that we're going through. We're now moving into February and Magic Mike's Last Dance is coming out. Uh, that, that is coming out February the 10th. Producer Dave, have you been following Magic Mike? Um, to be quite honest, no. I haven't seen a single one of the films. I know the ladies, I, I know the ladies love it, but uh, yeah, I just I just haven't sat down to, to sit down and watch it. I, I know the story. Yeah. And I know that there are some diehard fans of the film, uh, as seen by the advert on TV with, uh, what's his name? Idris Elba and supposedly his mum or some yes. other relative who's turned around and said, get me to that bit. But, you know, yeah. 
Uh, okay, so I I liked the first one. Um, I really liked the first one. Um, <laughs> so I, the second one was okay. The second one was okay. It was a road trip movie. I did enjoy it, but obviously it's it's not. I'm not rushing to go and see the third one, even though you you got Channing Tatum coming back. It's got Selma Hayek coming back, so that might actually pull me a little bit towards it. But we'll see. I'm not sure, but we'll see what happens. Anyway, that's coming out on the 10th of February, just in time for Valentine's Day. <clears throat> Moving on from there, we have Marlowe, which is, if I've got the right one, it is, it, 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 it's a thriller. In the late 1930s, Bay City, a brooding down-in-his-lock detective is hired to find the ex-lover of a glamorous heiress. This is directed by Neil Jordan is written by William Monaghan, who, if you follow William Monaghan, his work is, it's, 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 when it comes to thrillers and stuff, he wrote The Departed, he wrote uh, Edge of Darkness, Kingdom of Heaven, and so on and so forth. Um, I mean, as a writer on Departed, amazing already, although The Departed is sort of a remake of Infernal Affairs, which is a fantastic tr um, trilogy. Anyway, it's got Liam Neeson playing Philip Marlowe. So Philip Marlowe, the character, which is uh, the Raymond Chandler um, uh, detective, which I loved the books back in the day. So those were fantastic. So Liam Neeson is now taking uh, the role of Philip Marlowe. You've got Diane Kruger in it, Jessica Lange, uh, Adewale Okunye Agbaje, or you know him more as either Mr. Depending on how old you are, you either know him as Adebisi from Oz or Mr. Echo from Lost. Take your pick, whichever one you want to go for. He's in it, so I'm definitely in now. Uh, Alan Cumming, Danny Houston. Oh, whoa, the names as well, just uh, rattling off various faces in here. So that's coming out in uh, at the end of February. It, is thrillers or like 1930s thrillers, the detective type stuff, is that your bag, Priest Dave? Not really, but might give this one a, a, a little look at because uh, you mentioned the name Alan Cumming, and I haven't seen him in anything for a little while. So, you know, yeah. be interested yeah. in to see what he's come back in. I'm definitely, I'm definitely in for that one. Uh, and then the big thing coming out in February, I say the big thing, a Marvel fan, is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. So this is the, this is the, the, the third in the trilogy of Ant-Man movies. And this one is essentially the introduction of Kang. If you're a Marvel fan, if you know what's going on with the MCU, it is, it, it may be misdirection, it may not be misdirection. Those who are Marvel fans of the comics and everything know who Kang is. Kang is a big, big character. So it's essentially the new, new phases Thanos, if you will. So is this, this is the, the start of phase five? Uh, no, um, is, it, is it the start of phase five? I I'm, think I'm so, not... because they said that um, one of the shows, I think it was, uh, what's it called? Um, I think it was She-Hulk, in actual fact, that was supposed to be closing off um, phase four. So She-Hulk closed phase four. Okay, that makes sense. That that makes sense uh, from what I've been hearing so far. Um, so if She-Hulk closes off phase four, no, but the thing is, it's supposed to be a, an Avengers movie that closes off the phases, right? Because, I mean, you have, th there hasn't been an Avengers movie yet. Uh, Not since Endgame. Yeah, since Endgame. So, because the, the way Marvel tend to do it, they do, they did, the introduction, you know, Iron Man, Captain America, Hulk, etc., and then they capped it with Avengers Assemble, 
That was end of phase one. Then they did Iron Man 3 and Captain America 2 and so on and so forth. And then they capped phase two with um, Age of Ultron. Then they did um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, you know, they went into space and so on and so forth. And then they capped phase three with Infinity War, threw in Miss Mar- uh, Captain Marvel in the middle, and then a- Endgame to wrap up phase three. And then and the final movie, just like a, a epilogue at the end of phase four, uh, phase three was No Way Home. No, not No Way Home. It was Far From Home, right? We kind of ended um, the whole Spider-Man, you know, phase three thing. Then phase four kicked off with WandaVision and then carried on. And I I don't know. I'm, there's supposed to be an Avengers movie that closes it off. If they're saying that now phase five has begun with Ant-Man and the Wasp, that might, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what they're doing? I just, and I will talk about this when we we'll talk about um, She-Hulk. Phase four has had issues. And one of the main issues is it's been directionless, in my opinion. It's directionless. And if they're saying we're now stepping into phase five, and they haven't put an Avengers movie to close off phase four, that kind of goes towards my point of, well, what? how are we supposed to know? Either way. Um, so this, in this movie, Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne, along with Hank Pym and Jen Van Dyne, exor- explore the quantum realm, where they interact with strange creatures and embark on an adventure that goes beyond the limits of what they thought was possible. So they're introducing... Kang the Conqueror, who a version of him has already been introduced in the finale of Loki. So if you watch Loki, the TV series, Kang the Conqueror has already appeared in there, but he's not Kang the Conqueror. He comes in as a different version. So if you know the story of Kang, I don't don't know if it's not a a spoiler. It's going to be a spoiler. I'll say it anyway. Um, The character of Kang is someone who's from the future, who's come back in time numerous times for various reasons, thus having caused multiple versions of himself. So that's kind of who he is. And this is Kang's introduction into the MCU, even though he's been introduced already with Loki. Anyway, that is going to be coming out on the 17th of February. Are you going to go see that one? I am, and I've just checked, and the Ant-Man film is the start of Phase 5. Really? It is, yeah. So, you know, with the, with the previous, the first three phases, they were all centered around Iron Man. Yeah. And, you know, so the Avengers racked up in there as well. Now, the Avengers have essentially gone, or the Avengers as it was have essentially gone, and they're bringing in a new tribe. And uh, it doesn't have to be Avengers. So they start in phase five with... Ant-Man, but phase four is marked with a load of TV series. So people who have been watching the TV series are going to miss out like I did when I hadn't watched um, uh, WandaVision. Yeah. So if anyone hadn't seen WandaVision, but then saw uh, Doctor Strange Strange. and thing, there's a whole chunk that they would have missed out on, but it was easy to catch up on. So, you know, which is the reason? Which is the reason why I'm, and we'll talk about this when we dive into Marvel. Um, it's the reason why I think season phase four has its issues. But hey, you know, there are better people than me. 
that are handling it, I guess. I uh, particularly think that, my mind. yeah, I think that what they're doing is they're using the out, the outlet of TV to explore a number of different options that they don't want to commit to film. And that's fine. That's fine. You can do that. But and, and yes, you, you can feed those things into the movie, but don't do it in a way where you have to force people like look at how look look at the introduction of Wanda into into um, Doctor Strange, right? If you hadn't seen WandaVision, you would come into Doctor Strange going, what? What 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 happened now? What kids? Where's Vision? You see what I'm oh no, you don't even have to think where, where's Vision because obviously you would think Vision if you'd see, not seen the TV series, you you'd be like, wait, did when did Vision have kids with Wanda? And and what what's going on? I'm totally confused. And that would be problematic. But again, they know what they're doing. Let's actually it no, it's not because it was totally explained in the film, which is um, no, I get it. I get yeah. well, it's well, hold on. You say it's been explained in the film. Yes, right? it is. I get that it's explained in the film. So what so you were you happy with the understanding of what you saw in the film? I understood it more than I did um more after I'd seen the, the whole of Wonder Vision, but I still understood yeah. what was going on. So you understood it more after you'd seen Wonder Vision, right? So yes. you had to go back and watch Wonder Vision. No, That's I didn't have point. to. You don't, you don't have to. This is it. You, you can it, okay. you can explain it because remember um, we were talking about multiverse. So that's how they explained okay. the other Wanda didn't have all the powers, blah, blah, blah. She had to be da, 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 da. And um, in that particular universe, she had kids. You don't know who was the father, but she had kids and that's where it all came in. But sure. anyway. Sure. Anyway, let's, then we'll, let, let's wrap up February uh, with, and I was, I was going to skip past February, but then I saw this film pop up and I've seen a trailer for this film and I'm like, oh, yes. Cocaine Bear. Here's the trailer. Here's the trailer. Here's the, the, the synopsis. An oddball group of cops, criminals, tourists, and teens converge in a Georgia forest where a 500-pound black bear goes on a murderous rampage after unintentionally ingesting cocaine. Directed by Elizabeth Banks, uh, it stars Ray Liotta in what must have been his last um, movie appearance before he died. Uh, Kerry Russell, Mar Margot Martindale, the names in this movie, uh, a lot of these movies just star-studded. You've got Matthew Reese, you've got Alden Enric, Enric, you've got O'Shea Jackson Jr., you've got Isaiah, Wash uh, Isaiah Whitlock Jr. Wire fans, he's, he's um, oh, what's his name? Ooh, I guess, skip, you know, he, he, that's what I'm talking about. Um, the, the, all of these people are in this movie. I've seen the trailer for it, and it is just as crazy as it sounds. Cocaine bear. Just this bear devours a, like huge stacks of cocaine and goes on a murderous rampage. So definitely, that's coming out at the end of February. I'm going to go watch that, see what happens. Is that something that you think you might watch, Producer Dave? Well, yeah, I mean, sounds like a cautionary tale. Do not take your drugs out into the, into the wild. Do not feed bears your cocaine. <laughs> mm, yeah. Fair enough. You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Akko. And I'm producer Dave. And we are currently rattling through at movie 
Insider.com's movies in 2023 coming out. And we're jumping into March and we're starting off with, ooh, I only just heard about this one and I'm like, I, I'm in, I'm in 100%. Luther, Fallen Son. Now, this is, uh, if if you're a fan, of, everybody knows, anyone who knows me, knows I'm a huge fan of uh, Idris Elba and he, he, one of his, again, The Wire, fantastic show, even though I've been following him since Ultraviolet, which was like years before uh, The Wire. I knew he was great in that. I knew he was going to be fantastic from that. And then he went and did a couple of things before that and then did The Wire. And now he, and then he came back to the UK and did the TV series Luther, which is hard-boiled detective. Great show. Very few episodes as well. It's like four seasons, but it's like six episodes per season on average. So you can easily just binge watch the entire thing, but it's it's quite depressing. So don't maybe binge watch everything. Um, go check it out. The TV, the film is now coming out. It's coming out in March. Luther, the Fallen Son. So there's that. Uh, Creed 3 is also coming out in March. So is Scream 6 is coming out in March as well. Oof, how many how many more Screams uh, coming out? Anyway, and we'll just wrap up. I, I thought we we're going to have enough time to, be, to go through to June, but obviously me rambling on a number of films got me stuck. So we might stop at March and then maybe in a couple of episodes from now, we might go from March all the way to June. So just a quick rattle off of some of the ones that are coming out in March. We've talked about um, Luther, The Fallen Sun, Creed 3, Scream 6, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, and John Wick, Chapter 4, all coming out in March. Well, that was a, a long list of films that are coming out in 2023. Uh, we're just glad to be back. Is I've been bottling all of this stuff in for the last few weeks that we've not been on air. Uh, and I'm back in. I want to thank you all very much for taking some time to listen to me and producer Dave ramble about some of the films and TV shows that we like. I also want to thank Resonance FM and wish them a Merry New Year and say continue not listening to our show so we can keep using your airwaves to record this show and spit it out. You have been listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I have been Marcus E. Ako. And I'm still producer Dave. And thank you very much for listening. And speak to you all next time. Goodbye. Bye.